0: Hello and welcome back to fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets for a special Monday edition. Uh, a lot of games, that's why I'm saying it's special. We have, you know, day off, so I'm going to be cracking a beer for this show and uh, enjoying going over this hockey coverage. Like I said, eight games. All day. This is awesome. Uh, The day off for most of us, including myself, after a very fun football Sunday that's going on right now. Actually, in one of my tabs open, I have the football game on. Um, Yep, Dallas is losing right now. So that's where we're at in life. Hopefully they come back and win for some of my bets. But we're going to get right into the hockey, starting with Detroit at Buffalo. As everyone probably knows by now, I'm a Sabres fan. The Sabres are at home. They're plus money. They've returned a ton of guys to their lineup, including they're going to be bringing back Paying Krebs. Last time out, they got absolutely worked by Detroit. They lost four to nothing. They looked terrible. They gave up a million shots. And Arendelle honestly wasn't as bad as he normally is, even though he gave up four goals. Uh, For that reason, I'm not betting the Sabres, but I'm also not taking a minus money bet here on the Red Wings. Um, As the Sabres get back to full health, I don't think that they're absolutely abysmal, but I'm also just not that convinced as well that they're anything to be excited about. Um, I think this game is pretty boring. Um, right now the, the uh, it's a five and a half over under the under is plus money. I could consider that for sure. Um, I just don't think either of these teams have an exorbitant amount of offensive firepower, but with Aaron and net, I just don't trust anything. So I'm pretty much fully fading this game. I'm not going to touch it in my uh, by myself. So I'm not going to go over much more to keep this moving along. So the second game, Minnesota at Colorado, six and a half over under, I think as we're kind of learning every game with Colorado is going to be a six and a half over under, uh, both these teams, the last time out, it, they would have combined for 12 goals total. Minnesota beat Anaheim 7-3. to That was one of my favorite bets. Colorado beat Arizona 5 nothing last time out. Um, Colorado back to full health. They returned Landeskog to their lineup. So they're back uh, running on both cylinders, minus 200 in this game. With Minnesota also pretty much back to normal. They are still missing a few guys. So we're expecting, at the very least, them not to return Spurgeon, even though he did skate. Ericssonek is not going to be back. Burdine is not going to be back. It looks like Talbot and Bukestad also not back. So they're a bit banged up, which is given, as we mentioned before, some of the younger guys a chance. Boldly should be in, uh, but I'm not, I am not. don't believe we have um, the other prospect that I'm totally blanking on right now. Um, it'll come back. Rossi. I don't see Rossi, so he's probably out. I just, you know, this game right now in my eyes sets up as like potentially something that I might end up getting on Minnesota, but as of right now, I'm not in on it. It was, it's just really hard for me to want to tout plus 180 Minnesota, uh, as I've already mentioned, and, and definitely be following me on Twitter. I'm really looking at betting the underdogs. I like more than betting massive favorites ever, unless at the massive favorite, I think it is some sort of an edge. And, and this game right now at this current line is not an edge in my opinion, I think the over is stronger, as I alluded to. I might end up getting in on the over here, but that's about it. The goaltenders are not great. The offensive firepower is super strong. So I'm more in on the over at six and a half other than anything. Game number three, we have the, uh, I mean, really the probable Stanley Cup final, Montreal, uh, Arizona. Uh, everyone counting down the seconds till 4 p.m. Eastern time to watch this one. Uh, it is even money on either side. It's five and a half over under. I always kind of like the under in these kind of situations where we have two really really bad teams. The Arizona goaltending's been fine, to, to to arguably good, to arguably great in some of their past games. Montreal, I think, is a bit better than their record indicates, which isn't saying much. For that reason, I like the under a lot here. I probably take Arizona because they're at home, but. I'm not going to take it. There's no way I'm taking a minus money bet on either of these teams ever this season. That just isn't going to happen. So I think the under is a bit stronger, but other than that, pretty much a full fade. Next, we have LA at San Jose in a game that I'm a little bit more excited about. Um, Los Angeles getting healthy again. They actually had Kaliev on their top line with Kopitar and Ayafalo. So that's a guy that I'm initially keying in on as a probable goal bet. We don't have lines yet, so I don't know what it's going to be. But if he's plus 300, plus 310, uh, even really plus 250, 275, like that's a good spot for a guy that has an elite shot. Uh, I mean, we're talking about one of the better, you know, shot, I, I would say like uh, skill, like it's hard to kind of judge that, but a guy that will, A, takes a lot of shots, but B, has a ton of skill with his shots. Um, playing with Kopitar and follow is an amazing spot to be in for him. So I am, uh, yeah, that's that's a spot that I'm really, really in on right away. Um, the Sharks give up a lot of goals. The over under five and a half. I think I shade the over here just because of how good LA has played as of late. Um, and the fact that the Sharks are just a team that I've always kind of in on the over for. It's not like it's anything that's perfect. Um, you know, they're not hitting every single time out. But I think that more often than not, they're allowing the over to happen. And if you look at their last game, it didn't at all. They ended up losing two to one in overtime uh, late, late, late on Saturday night. That's going to happen here and there. Pittsburgh was on the end of a very, very long road trip out West. I'm not buying it that, uh, you know, that's going to be indicative of the future for these two teams. You know, both of them hitting the under last time out, LA winning three to one against Seattle in a game that was just weird, but it doesn't really matter. I am back. You know, I'm thinking, let's do it. Let's get in on this game, potentially being an over five and a half. I like it. Okay. I'm not sure if it's incredibly strong. And I'm definitely going to wait until Monday, you know, afternoon to place it. If I do, as far as the teams are concerned, I like LA here a bit. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be overly overly crazy. I think minus one fifteen is a really really good spot for them if it stays there. I don't think it will, but you know, I'm I'm almost hoping to get it at plus money is what I'm alluding to here. Like I think it's going to hopefully stay right around there or get better. Next we have Chicago at Seattle. Chicago's going to return some players. They're going to return um, Jake McCabe. They sent back Lucas Reichel and Ian Mitchell to the AHL affiliates. So. They might even return some more players. Yeah, I I could talk myself into them, but I, I've sort of been a, a psychopath with Seattle, just continuously wanting to bet them because they just seem to be a lot better than their record indicates. Um, it's definitely not perfect. It's definitely something where you're, you're probably plugging your nose and playing Seattle if you do it, but they're at home. It's minus 110 either side, a dead coin flip. Chicago just been too good for me to actually play Seattle, but I do think it's going to be incredibly hard for me to w- actually put money on either side here. Again, I know this has been pretty weak so far with not a lot of, a lot, a lot of calls, but um, I don't think I'm going to end up laying money on either side here. I could foresee Chicago being the team I would place money on because the returning of these players, because of how good Patrick Kane's playing. I think that that makes sense. But on the road in Seattle, a team that I do think is due for some positive regression, it's really hard for me to want to take. Um, I think the over-under is, is perfect as well at five and a half. It's, I think it's a dead coin flip. Um, I'm probably not going to touch this game at all from that perspective. Uh, I do think that there could end up being some, some changes, like I mentioned, that could be interesting to take a look at. You know, Chicago last time out against Anaheim. I really like Chicago at home. They went three to nothing. Reichel with Kane, I thought that was really fun. But you know, Reichel's gone now. We're not going to have him for this game. So one guy that's kind of been popping as well as Hagel, who did score at five on five, played with Patrick Kane and was on the top power play. So I think that's more of an interesting way to just play this game in general, is just taking a guy like Brandon Hagel, who I do think is a really really good player. Um, maybe not the best rate shooter in the world, but he's playing with Patrick Kane, and you know, probably. Paves, or you know, I I don't know who is going to be exactly. They didn't give us lines, so we'll see tomorrow. But he'll be, you know, playing a ton of minutes with Patrick Kane. He played the most minutes other than Patrick Kane in the game for Chicago on offense. So yeah, that's a great spot to be in. The next game, Philadelphia at the Islanders. I'm going to end up on the Islanders here. I think pretty strong. I hope to get it closer to the 160 mark. Right now, it's minus 175. I think the Islanders are just a much better team. Um, I've been kind of betting them maybe more than I should be, but they have done well for me. I think that they're kind of playing a more fun style this year, which has been, you know, I guess, refreshing because they were really, really boring before them. Their last game out, I kind of just didn't touch it because I'm pretty sure it was an early game. They got skunked to nothing. By Washington, which was no fun, but I like I said, luckily didn't play it. I think this is a much better spot. Philadelphia is in shambles. They're bad. They're gonna be trading off assets, I think, any second now. So yeah, just give me the Islanders no matter what. Um, I think the over is is actually a bit stronger than um maybe uh, yeah, I mean right now it's five. <laughs> it's five right now. I think it'll be five and a half. I doubt it's five. Uh, it's five minus 140 as I'm looking at it on DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, yeah, I think most games get over five in theory. Um, if the Islanders can get a few and, you know, they, they let one slip through. That, the problem is that the Islanders do end up getting up and sitting back on defense, it's, they're one of the better teams. So it's not something I'm super strong on because minus 140 over is just why I do that. Um, but the Islanders I'm going to be taking here. Next, we have Nashville at St. Louis. St. Louis at home. Nashville on the road. Right now, it's St. Louis minus one thirty, Nashville plus one ten. Yeah, I mean, again, we're looking at a looking at a game that's really hard to predict. There's so many tight games here, and that is like, I feel like that's just no fun. Um, you know, I like like I've said from the beginning of the show, I like taking the big dogs when I think they're in a good spot because of you know the money you can win on that, and if you win seven of, or uh, you know, three or four of ten, you might end up actually making a profit rather than you know taking these like right on the nose type of bets but i mean i think nashville probably is just fine to take here i you know st louis gave me a scare against toronto but st louis was projected to have 2.3 expected goals from hockey biz and they put up uh what a five spot that's just not going to happen again i think nashville is a much better team So I kind of like Nashville and the under here kind of combining that maybe under five and a half. I know the parlay builder um, can be, can be a bit tricky to play with and find the right thing. But I I think that's a, that's kind of the way I'm looking at this game and probably going to end up betting it Nashville under five and a half under six, whatever I end up kind of deciding on if I want to have that push option because UC Saros is still one of the best goalies in the world. If he's playing in this game, That gives me a a good feeling that the St. Louis team that, you know, against Toronto, which they scored five goals, was expected to score 2.4, you know, they end up pushing under that only getting one. You know, I I think that that makes a lot more sense to me. So that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. The last game of the night, Pittsburgh at Vegas, as I mentioned at the very beginning of this, Pittsburgh's been on a long West Coast um, trip. Last game, they won in overtime, I believe. Oh, man, who was it? Now it's going to bother me. Yeah, it was it was Gensel. I'm almost positive. Yeah, uh, so Gensel, Crosby, and Rodriguez were all aligned, but that won't be for much longer because they will return Brian Russ to the lineup. He said he felt a little rusty in his interview. I thought that was kind of funny. He said it was pun intended. So yeah, Gensel, Crosby, Russ, all back together. I still, you know, a long West Coast trip. Doesn't make me feel super good about this game being an incredibly high event type of affair. Um, the Lions over in Vegas for the Golden Knights, not the actual Lions we're going to be betting on, Dadanov, Stephenson, Stone, Martins, O'Carlson, and Smith. Um, so they they had most of their defensemen back. They had Theodore back, Angelo. So they had you know, Theodore back. They had, there was the other guy out that they were missing that I said was back, but I'm already not sure who it was. Um, was it Stephenson? I don't know. one of the, They had another guy that was out, I'm pretty sure. And he's back. So... With all that being said, I'm hoping to find out any of the books plus money on Vegas. I think it's going to end up happening just because the fact that Pittsburgh's won like a million games lately. I think that if you shop this around at Vegas at home, playing a very, you know, it's straight like a, you know, Pittsburgh team that has not a, you know, they have not been playing together, which the they are going to have now with Russ being back, um, And they played on the West Coast for a long time. I think that this is a really good spot to take a plus money Vegas team returning Shea Theodore. Um, And I do think that it would make sense to take the under with Vegas just because you're kind of assuming that. um, Honestly, I'm not going to take that. I think that the over under at six is totally fine to take either way. I think Vegas is just a better option here, especially if you find that plus money. I have it at minus 115 right now. But I am really going to be shopping that because I think this could end up being a plus money bet that ends up being super EV positive to take. So favorite bets of the night. Let's run it back quickly. And I'll definitely tweet them out tomorrow. First and foremost, I think that there's a couple players. Kaliev, I think, is in a really cool spot. Um, that is one guy I'm super excited about to see. Hagel is another guy I think could be a long a long odds bet uh those two goals are like the long odds goal props uh there's not a lot of uh, big underdogs here so it's hard for me to find them I, I like to try to give something that not every tout's gonna say you're not gonna find everywhere so those are the two I think that are probably the strongest as far as like teams I love I, I do love the Islanders here I know it's probably one of the bigger favorites but there's something I'm interested in as far as an underdog I think Nashville on the road and the under take those two together could be really fun and then Vegas at plus money. Those are probably my favorite. I do think the later games are where I'm going to get a lot of my betting done. Now, going over to DraftKings and looking at their actual daily fantasy, man, the contests are freaking annoying. So if you go to the 3 p.m. uh, featured slate, I'm only seeing right now like three or four contests. Nope, uh, oh, they do it. They have a 5K to first. Okay, never mind. I Now I, they may have just put it up. I actually did not see it before. So 5K to first, four games, which be the 3 p.m. Minnesota, Colorado through the 5 p.m. Chicago, Seattle. Now, if you go to center, you'll see that I think that, you know, LA is incredibly, incredibly cheap here. This could be a decent spot to grab them. And the only issue and thing that we're not sure on is, you know, will... Kopitar and Kelly have, you know, actually, actually be together. And will they be together on the power play? That's one concern, but I do think LA is super duper cheap here as well as Seattle in general, they're coming up real cheap. Those are kind of the the, the cheaper spots to kind of grab Um, nothing crazy in Seattle. I don't believe as far as their lines were concerned, they had McCann, Eberly, and Johansson, Donato, Gord and Janmark. That's probably where I'd be building through. Um, for them. But those are kind of your cheaper options to go with some of those studs. I probably fading Colorado one, it's incredibly, incredibly expensive. And I just don't think it's necessary here. With a four game slate, you really want to try to get a a three to four man stack in their lineup, matter what, as I mentioned quite often on the short slates, uh, because I talk about the short slates a lot. So I think I'm going to probably not do that and look to more of your LA San Jose kind of getting some pieces there. Montreal, Arizona is incredibly ugly, as I already mentioned, but it's super duper, duper, duper cheap. Arizona has, you know, Johan larson has been red hot, um, Keller 5,400, those guys. So there's some really cheap options here to get those studs. But I don't think I'm personally going to be paying through the nose to get all four Colorado guys. And I really think it's necessary here to try to build a four-man stack. Um, I think it's okay if you do do a four-man cheap stack to get maybe a two unit of like McKinnon and maybe McCart or whatever you want to do. Um, but that's kind of how I'm going to be constructing my lineups is mainly four man stack. And I do think it's going to, I, I, I plan on getting it through the San Jose LA game. I might end up with San Jose four and like a two man in LA and hope that game goes crazy. Uh, and then on the late slate, or maybe what more people will call the main slate. I'm not really sure. Hold on. I can to pull it up. It's loading. We have three games starting at 7:30. 30 um, the Islanders game and the penguins, Let's pull that up. So anything stand out? Ah, no, not at center. Center looks pretty, pretty normal. I mean, I, I mean, I, like I mentioned from the beginning, I think I'm just going to stack through one of the Vegas lines and, and make it easy on myself. They're pretty freaking cheap. Um, you know, I think that the easiest way of doing things is probably just the Carlson line. That four man with uh, Pietrangelo probably makes a lot of sense. We don't know the power plays because they haven't at Theodore, uh, but Theodore fifty seven hundred could be interesting to put in with that as well. And then Nashville, um, they sh- I believe they'll get Forsberg back. I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't get Philippe Forsberg back. But, you know, you might get some people that don't see that and that end up not playing him. He's almost definitely going to return at 6,200. So I think I'd probably end up building with Soros in net, as long as he is the starter, of course, at 7,500. A couple of Nashville pieces, um, I think the easiest way for that would just be to take Duchesne, take Yossi, take Forsberg. I think that's going to be pretty unique because, A, some people might not even, like, think about Forsberg until it's too late. Um, You could get all that together. And then go a little bit cheaper with Carlson and Marchis. Uh, Marcus was actually expensive, but that's you know the, the beginning build of my lineup. I'm probably going to end up with a natural stack. All right, this has probably gone long enough, and you're probably going to watch a lot of the football anyways. So cheers, enjoy your Monday slate. Talk to you on Friday. <laughs>